Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. Mom was a hippie, man. It was kind of cool growing up. Like, uh, she's a great lady, but you know, there's this weird stuff. These are a lot of questions. Like, I was a home birth. I was born at home. I was a home birth, but then it dawned on me recently that like I'm also circumcised. So what? <laughs> what? Who did this? Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What happens? Did you use your good weed trimming scissors, Mom? Like. <laughs> Use the sharp edge of a tarot card? Like, how did this... You just spin a dream catcher around it till it bobbed off like a Doberman's tail. I'm Zainab Johnson. I've been doing stand-up for eight years. When I first step on stage, the audience needs at least, like, five seconds. Just to, like, adjust to what they're physically seeing. The beauty in stand-up comedy is that when you exist on a stage by yourself, you create whatever it is that you are. And then people actually love it. But then they try and take what they love about you and fit you into a box that's already, like, predetermined. <laughs> and it's like the very thing that you loved about me was that I wasn't in the box, so why are you trying to put me in the box? I am not going in the box. <laughs> Oh my god, this show is amazing. She graced the stage here at the Old Jane Comedy Festival last year, and she's just incredible. You guys are in for such a treat. Put your hands together for the amazing Zainab Johnson, everybody! Portland. Hey, black man. <laughs> you know, when you go to certain places, like I'm not, I grew up in New York, I live in LA. Like when I get off plane certain places, I just have to check, right? I have to check and see if we're there. I don't even need for another black person to speak to me. I just need like a sim simple thumbs up. Portland is safe, Portland is safe. So, so white, you guys are really white. Um, like white and happy, that's the best type of white people. Happy white people, oh. <laughs> You can do anything about happy white people, won't ever call the cops on you. Um, you guys have the most Black Lives Matter signs I've ever seen. I'm like, where are they ordering from, Amazon? Like, where are they? <laughs> 
They buying these shits in bulk. They are everywhere. Like I saw a house that had black lives in every window. I'm like, now I don't believe you. <laughs> That's overkill. Stop it. I was downtown today, downtown Portland. Saw this white guy, young white guy, panhandler, had the street sign, and the sign said, um, your capitalism is the reason this happened. And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> your capitalism. <laughs> I was looking at him like, who did he steal that sign from? <laughs> I've been on the road a lot. Like, I travel a lot as a comedian. I was just in Sacramento. Um, I think I got Me Too'd. Um, I like how I casually say it. I said it like, I think I had lobster. Um, I don't know, you guys to tell me. You decide, like, on a scale from, like, zero to Weinstein. Um, <laughs> and I've never, I don't know, like, I'm not looking to be Me Too'd at all. That's a terrible thing, right? We can agree to that. I'm not looking to be me too, but I am looking to curse somebody out. <laughs> like, I'm just waiting, like, oh, yeah, I know what I want to say. You know how you prepare now? Like, oh, I know what I'll do if it happens. Even if, like, like, I'm looking for the scenario, like scenarios that might not even be a me too scenario. Like my Uber driver, he grabbed my luggage. He says, Zainab, let me get that for you. I was like, is this motherfucker trying to me too me? <laughs> I don't know. He said, no, I'm just being chivalrous. I said, oh, well, you walk in a fine line. <laughs> I don't know why I started sounding like a small town sheriff. <laughs> I said, oh, you walk in a fine line there, boy. <laughs> he was a senior citizen. I had no right to call him boy. <laughs> So I'm checking in my hotel in Sacramento and I hear this voice. The voice was like, gal, I got a question for you. How tall is you, gal? Now normally when I hear that voice, I'm in close proximity to a plantation. <laughs> so I turned around with caution. I was like 5'11". He said, ooh, I bet everything on you looks like a little black dress. Yeah. I said, did this motherfucker just me to me? <laughs> and now, I'm logical. That man probably thought he was just giving me a compliment, right? And the reality is, the same thing from two very different people can be taken two very different ways, right? Cute guy can say anything to me. Like, not anything, but some cute guy Cute guy's like, Zaynab, what are you doing? I want to take you out. I'm like, I don't know, I'm free whenever. <laughs> like, not cute guy? Zaynab, what are you doing? I would like to take you out. Do I look like I have time to go places? <laughs> Do I look like I don't have goals and dreams and ambition and a job? <laughs> cute guy. <laughs> Well, you know, how about Thursday? I'm like, oh, I got a meeting Thursday, but I'll cancel it. <laughs> Not cute guy. Well, uh, maybe a Thursday. I am busy every Thursday. 
Every Thursday, every Thursday until I retire. I am busy. No means no. Are you trying to meet? <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. I y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts I was raised Muslim. My parents were born Christian. And apart from one another, they converted. My mom was like a hippie, you know? Like, she believed it, but I think it was also like maybe a phase that she didn't know if it would continue. But my dad converted under the Nation of Islam, which was very militant, very black, very strong, very male-dominated. And when him and my mom got married, she had to fall in line. Me and my sisters, we all had to wear, like, you know, dresses over pants. We had to wear, like, full hijab. We were always covered up. I wasn't allowed to, like, go to a sleepover or participate in certain things that my friends were able to do just because religiously it wasn't how we practiced. I took my dad very serious. I took him very serious. We were taught, you obey your parents. You don't talk back to your parents. You show respect to your parents. But I always wanted to be heard. I'm one of 13. Same mother, same father, seven brothers, five sisters, four older than me, eight are younger than me, one set of twins. I like most of them. Um, (laughs) I love them all, but one or two grind my gears. I used to have a shaved head. Had a shaved head for seven years. That was great, I was never late anywhere. Um, (laughs) They gave the wrong message too, like women were inspired by me. Women felt like I put the female revolution on my back. Women were like, wow, you must feel so free, so spiritually lifted. I was like, it was Tuesday, I didn't feel like doing my hair, so I shaved it off. (laughs) Then I started growing it back. Same thing happened. No, re- no rhyme or reason. I just started growing it back seven years later. And everybody says, Zainab, why are you growing your hair back? Why are you growing it back? Don't grow it back. The shaved head is your signature look. I was like, listen, I'm just trying not to be mistaken for an unarmed black man, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if that's hard for y'all, it's going to get way worse. <laughs> how you knew where I was going already. He put his head down before I finished the sentence. I was like, unarmed. He said, (laughs) My one friend was like, Zaynab, I didn't know your hair grew like that. I was like, like what? I tried to lead her down a racism trap. (laughs) I said, how does my hair grow? She was like, you know, it's tight and coarse. I said, oh no, that's the misconception. My hair grows very straight. Then I walk out into the world and oppression makes it tight and coarse. (laughs) 
We're not friends anymore. <laughs> we aren't friends. <laughs> when, I, when I grew my hair back, I thought that my younger brother was gonna be happy because he hated when I had a shaved head. Like my little brother is like a New York, like hood, you like, yo, what's... <laughs> Everything he say to you look like a hot 16, yo, what's... <laughs> Everything he said looked like he pointing with imaginary guns, like, let you. <laughs> and he likes to say everything is trash. And when he saw, like, my shaved head, <laughs> I was that a thing that black men say? <laughs> he always said it to me, like, when I, when everybody, listen, I had a shaved head. People were like, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. You're so gorgeous. My little brother was like, that shit is trash. Yes. <laughs> no. That's a fact. <laughs> he always followed it with, that's a fact. Like, if you didn't believe what he just said was trash, it's trash. Like, that's a fact. It makes it true. One day he called me, I was in my car. He was like, Zaina, what, like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I, I'm in my car. He was like, drive down to the city dump and stick your head in, cause that shit is trash. It's <laughs> <Trash>. fat. <laughs> he said, like, he mad ain't nobody else telling me, like, that, that's your fat. You say, anybody telling you, that's your fat. This is when I knew I had to draw the line. My, my younger sister had a baby. Everybody goes to see the baby. We're saying everything you say to a newborn baby, right? We're like, oh, the baby is so cute. Oh, the baby has your eyes. Wow, you pushed out a nine pound baby. My little brother walked in the room, looked at the baby and was like, that baby trash. <laughs> But he pointed at the baby like it was a crime scene. He was like, that, that's your fag. That baby trash. I'm like, trash. <laughs> My mom, you know what? She, she raised me to be strong and proud. And I think that's what she tried to gift me with. Like my mom, she had 13 kids. Um, she raised us Muslim. I am Muslim, I know I'm underdressed. Um, <laughs> I am though, like I, I practice, you know, I, I, I fast during Ramadan, I love fasting during Ramadan. My skin looks amazing. I know it looks great now, but during Ramadan, this woman stopped me during Ramadan, I was like, what do you use on your skin? I was like, God. Um, <laughs> you should try. <laughs> My mom did have 13 kids. You know what? When I was in like second grade, my mom had kid number 10. And I was like, this has got to stop. <laughs> I asked her to get a tube stop when I was in second grade. Have no idea how I found out about tube tying. In second grade, there was no Google when I was in second grade. None whatsoever. I don't know if I was so fed up, I sat in front of a bunch of encyclopedias and was like, there has to be an answer. <laughs> I don't know how I found out, but when I did, I was like, oh shit, there's a solution. I ran home, I said to my mom, I was like, Ma, get your tubes tied. That hurt her feelings. When I hurt my mom's feelings, she always says, Zainab, you took my body. She breastfed me till I was two years old, so that's her shit. You took my body. 
I feel like the only two-year-old rapist. You, you took my body. <laughs> Am I trying to me too her? Um, <laughs> I am my mom's fifth child. After number four, my mom actually had a miscarriage. She had a miscarriage. Um, and the doctor said, you can't have any more children. And then my mom had me, kid number five, special kid. Then eight more after me. <laughs> I feel like after like six or seven, she was just trying to prove a point to the doctor. Like, just admit it. Just, you didn't know. I don't know why this is giving birth. 13 of us, somebody should be gay, right? Statistically. They say one in every five Americans is gay. It's 13 of us, we should have two. We have no idea who it is. We are waiting patiently by the closet. Who's gonna come out? Who is it? My younger brother was a good suspect. He was really good for it. He just did things different when we were younger. When he was, you know, eight years old, he just decided to be a vegan. We were like, he's definitely the gay one. <laughs> we justified it. We were like, it makes sense. He's giving up meat now so he can have all the meat later. I stole his journal because I was like, I'm going to crack this case. I'm going to crack this case. I was like, the information is in there. All we got to do is find it out. I'll invite him out the closet, right? I'm reading his journal. Come to find out he's in love with this girl. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm pissed. I run out the bathroom. I'm like, what is this? He says, Zainab, you read my journal? I was like, you're not gay? You have a journal. Hey, how'd it do, y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts I started playing basketball when i was in middle school once i started playing basketball i felt like i was in the right place in my house I'm just one of the kids, you know, but when I was on a basketball team, I, I had like a say. I really thought I was going to the WNBA. My senior year of high school, I got hit by a truck. I did like, I don't know, like 12 surgeries, like a bunch of transfusions, had to learn how to walk again. That was the end of basketball for me. I went to college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad died a, around the same time. My dad had diabetes and he had a heart attack. He was on a date with my mom and they were in a taxi. And my mom, she said she had to give him like, she tried to like resuscitate him like mouth to mouth. And I'm like, it's so sad. If he could choose where he was gonna pass away, like in my mom's arms, like that was his person, you know? When my dad passed away, everything became so present to like don't, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. And I moved to LA and I was trying to feel, ugh, just wandering. 
and I went to an open mic. It was close to my house. I was like, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, I'm so close to my house, nobody will ever know about it. And I went up and people laughed. Certain things just feel right. When I started doing stand-up, it just felt right. It felt like when I started playing basketball, it was like, oh, this feels right. <laughs> Now's a good time in the show to tell you guys I am not as woke as I look. Um, I look like I boycott for fun. Um, <laughs> which I do, I mean, a little bit. I look like, <laughs> I look like Zaynab, what are you doing tonight? Figuring out a bunch of corporations I cannot patronize. <laughs> I think it has to do with my afro. Like I, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, I wear all black. It's just what we do. But I also have the afro and the afro, that's like the afro puts it over the top. But sometimes I just want to twerk. Right? Sometimes I just want to <laughs> face down, ass up. <laughs> I actually can't twerk. I got a good twerk face, though. <laughs> I got a really good twerk face. <laughs> I want to twerk sometimes. I want to twerk, but you can't. You can't with an afro. You can't. If all the girls in the club start twerking, I'm supposed to walk in with my afro and be like, sister, no. Rise up. The man has kept us down for far too long. You know how hard it is to be a hoe with an afro? It's hard, I send late night texts to guys like booty calls, I'm like, hey, you up? They like, yeah, Z, did somebody get shot? Is there a march? I'm like, mm. <laughs> No, I'm just trying to fuck. They like, fuck up the man, right? Mm. <laughs> This afro is cock blocking. I do like my afro, though. It's just, it's just responsibility, you know? It's just, this, this whole looks a strong black woman. People see me, they're like, she reads books, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It don't let me see the movies I want to see. Doesn't, I got to see the black movies. I do. Sometimes I just want to see a romantic comedy, you know, something fun and goofy. I found this out, I didn't even know. I didn't know I had this responsibility. I went to see Bridget Jones's baby. Right, was I the only one? I want to know, who's the daddy? <laughs> went to the movie theater. Before I could purchase a ticket, black girl I know walks up to me and was like, Zainab, you here to see Birth of a Nation? I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's the worst thing, when you wake up to go to a Saturday matinee, I had snacks ready to sneak in. I'm thinking I'm gonna watch a romantic comedy, some goofy British shit, and instead I gotta watch two and a half hours of slavery, ugh. And slavery movies, are, slavery movies are normally good. They're normally good. The thing is, every time I go to see people who look like me on screen, I don't wanna have to see it in the life of a slave. I don't wanna see that. Sometimes I just wanna see I want to see two black people in love, right? I had to see the slavery movie, though. I had to see the slavery movie. I go in, and it was sold out. It was all white people and me. It's like they saved me a seat right in the middle. And I was looking for the girl to ask me if I was going to see it. She was nowhere to be found. <laughs> I said, that bitch is watching Bridget Jones's baby. Watch the movie, oh, 
It's a hard movie, but I did learn something. Learned something really important. I was like, you know, never again am I going to allow a guy to not return my text. I'll explain. <laughs> Nat Turner, he was a slave. He snuck out of his house at midnight, knowing he could be shot or hung from a tree, just to lay eyes on a woman he loves. And you can't return my text? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, it made me think about all the slave movies I've ever seen. And I'm like, wow, slaves, they were willing to lose feet. Just to kiss another slave woman that hasn't had chapstick in eight years. And you can't reach in your pocket and use your non-cotton picking fingers to text me back? And here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. You gotta be careful when you go to a movie, right? Because certain entertainment can change the way you feel about something. They can fuck up your whole day, right? Like, I like white people. I shouldn't even have to say that. I like white people. But after I see a slave movie, I don't like white people. <laughs> I don't. And I know, I'm logical. I know it's not your fault, sir. I know it's not your fault. <laughs> but you look like. Whose fault it is. <laughs> you do. Some movies, some movies, black movies, they, you just gotta be careful because they put you in a certain like mindset. You know, like, oh, I saw um, I Am Not Your Negro. You guys familiar? I Am Not Your Negro documentary, James Baldwin, American novelist, right? He talked about uh, race in modern America. It was fucking amazing, okay? But made me too woke. I was too strong. That became my slogan anywhere and everywhere for like two weeks. I was in Target. This guy gave me a compliment. He said, ma'am, do you know you are beautiful? I said, let me tell you what I'm not. You're Negro. Are you trying to me too me? you guys thank you thank you stand up for me is liberating I'm just up there alone and it's scary and it's exciting Thank you. You're so amazing. I just want to tell my story. Whatever that story is that day, whether it's about my family, whether it's about me as a woman dating in the world, whether it's me as a black woman in the world. <laughs> as much as I enjoy comedians that just say funny shit, that's not me. If you want to be heard, you got to say something that's valuable. Women of color are so underrepresented that when one of us gains any sort of like popularity, the rest of us are almost forced to fit into that box to even get an eye. People think that black woman is like a monolith and it's not. And I hope that audiences realize I am never what you expect me to be. My mom told me, she tells me often that my dad would be proud of me. I have no idea how he would respond. 
But I hope he's proud. I hope he is. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.